You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. And tonight, we're going to find the truth right here on an all-new episode of I Want to Believe on the Podzilla 1985 Network, where, in, in legitimate disclosure and complete honesty, we will not be discussing Roe v. Wade. I'm being dead serious. Not this show. Stay tuned later this week or go listen to an all-new No Turning Back with Shannon Young, where I did talk about it, but that's not this show. So if you came for that, you're going to have to wait a little bit. This show is all about the paranormal, it's about the mysteries of life, it's about the things that go bump in the night, and I am going to be your host tonight for that. My name is Shannon Young, and uh, with me, of course, we have Double H. All right, here we go. All right, here we go, Lindsay. Dead silence. Nah, you're not part of this show, be quiet. Yeah, here we go. something silly. And the man himself, Tanner Calvert, here with us tonight. All right, here we go. All right, here we go, guys. Uh, well, that's going to be a thing tonight. <laughs> I can tell. So I do, I do have some, uh, I do have some actual bad news to start off with. Uh, it appears that our constant poking of the government bear has come back to haunt me because I did receive Uh-oh. a letter today from the uh, FBI Deputy Director Paul Abbott. 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 I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a real thing that I got today. Uh, the letters, okay. it basically talks about uh, they intercepted and seized a sealed envelope at the John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York coming from a foreign, that's all it says, it came from a foreign. They scanned the sealed <laughs> envelope's content and found it contained a sum of $4.1 million. Uh, it was a certified In an envelope, bond. you say. In, in an, an envelope. In an envelope. The sealed envelopes had documents. With my name on them as the receiver of the package. And after questioning the diplomat that accompanied the sealed envelope in the United States, they learned that he was delivered the sealed envelope to my residence as an inheritance slash winning prize payment due slash owed to me. Now, here's the problem. Still this, going. This sounds great. This sounds like this solves all of our financial problems. But here's the problem. Right. The, the envelope paperwork lacks the proof of ownership certificate and legal delivery permit clearance certificate form. That's so, how they get you, and so, that's how they do it. And they confiscated the envelope, they released the diplomat, right. and according to Section 229, Subsection 31 of the International Commerce Regulators Code Enforcement Guidelines, the sealed de- envelope lacks proof of ownership certificate and legal delivery permit clearance certificate. And since the Why content... Why, toward the end of that, did you become Dr. Marvin Monroe? <laughs> Well, since this content is, this is all from the letter, since the content is valued financial material of such amount from the joint team of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Homeland Security, (laughs) uh, I'm to reply for directions on how to procure the envelope and be relieved of the charge of tax evasion, which is a jailable offense under Section 12, Subsection 441 of the tax code. They're also asking the IRS to launch an investigation on money laundering into me if I do not follow their instructions. Failure to comply will lead to my arrest, interrogation, and slash or you are being prosecuted in the court of law, the court of law, prosecuted for tax evasion and money it laundering. Actually said prosecuted. I need you to actually <laughs> reply to that. Oh man, why did I think I have to? I don't think I have a choice. Just don't show be now. your luck. Don't give replying. them the access into your computer. So just don't. That's not how that works. Uh, no, it uh, sometimes it does, depending on what you click on. I remember once I was playing World, the World of Warcraft, 
And as I was playing the world, why did you look off wistfully while you said it? <laughs> I was looking at my Warcraft posters. I've, I've got my Warcraft posters in front of my computer. As I was playing it, I noticed that Bob was also playing it, which was a surprise to me because Bob hadn't played in a while. So I got up. <laughs> Bob and I lived together, and I walked. Into, I remember this story. I walked into Bob's room where he was just sitting there listening to music. So I walked back to my computer where his character was running around in front of me, and then I walked back in there. And I was like, "Are you playing World of Warcraft?" He said, "No." <laughs> And then that guy sent me an envelope for $4.1 million that has been confiscated. No, 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 we're not, we're not doing this. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. This is I Want to Believe. Here we go. And let's start off by once again previewing our involvement this year in the Midwest Conference on the Unknown. It's Strange Tales 2022 at the Drury Plaza Hotel slash Conference Center in Cape Girardeau. Friday through Sunday, August 5th, 6th, and 7th, a couple days after my birthday. So if you want to get me a birthday present, see us at the Midwest Conference on the Unknown. Tanner, who's our headlining speakers at the Midwest uh, Conference on the Unknown? We've got several, but just to kind of highlight a few of them, we've got Micah Hanks, who's an author and podcaster. Uh, we've got Ryan Sprague, uh, featured on uh, Mysteries Decoded from yeah. the CW. Um, let's see. And then we've got uh, uh, Missouri's... Vice President of MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, Margie K coming in. We've got Michael Huntington, friend of the show, who's been on before. Uh, and we've got uh, Dr. Joel Rhodes, history professor of SEMO, who uh, is also an author of uh, several paranormal books about the area. Uh, and then uh, Saturday, we're going to feature an event that our friend Hunter is involved with. What, what the hell are you talking about? What the hell? Yeah, my I I uh, my how do I phrase this? I'm trying to think of a good way. So the folks at Comically Inclined are putting on um, a, a live radio play. It's called At the Door. It was written by uh, Brianna Bright, who is related to a friend of the show. I don't know how much we want to say about that. No, a cast um, member Stephen Bright. It's his sister. Yeah, Stephen Bright. Yeah, yeah it's Stephen's sister, um, who is an author in her in her own right. Yeah. Put together this this live radio play. So um, taking it back the 1920s 1930s um gonna do it like they would do the radio plays at that time but live there at the conference um again it's called at the door it is it's very um i I think i originally said it was comedic there's only a couple of little bits that are meant to be comedic it's actually meant to be kind of a, a a gothic horror type story um i don't want to say too much about what happens in it but but the gist of it is that uh, in this sort of sleepy little town that has the the safety bells on the grave, still in the graveyard, a lot of those bells have started ringing, um, and and there's danger afoot. All right, I'm playing a character by the name of Father June. Uh, it's really exciting. It's a lot of fun. We've been having a, a good time getting it together. That is again on Saturday, uh, August sixth, the second night of the conference. Uh, as far as I know, I can't imagine it would be different. Your admission to the conference that day will also get you into that performance because usually that's how these these things work so so uh, you saying Tanner that reminded something me. to say yes you saying that reminded me so tickets are on sale yeah. uh you have your you have your single day tickets you have your weekend passes but you also have these vip passes yes so saturday night after hunters and and the other rest of the the cast members there's other people their in performance the show, probably and the rest <laughs> of the cast members there uh, are. we have a vip event taking place at the glenn house uh, Which Tanner, I don't know if you knew this, is rumored to be one of the most haunted places in Cape Girardeau. Shannon, it was featured on an episode of Ghost Hunters. I recall this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I myself so, and an associate investigated the Glen House years ago and found it to be quite interesting. So uh, we, the three of us, I believe that all three of us will be there. Yeah. Uh, Not Lindsay. Be... Nope. Because the we'll con is the same weekend as tax free weekend, and I gotta work all of it. So, so yeah, come uh, definitely check out the VIP passes. I think it'll be well worth the money for the full weekend of things happening at the convention. Agreed. As well as this uh, event at Glen House, I think. It's and we should very much. We very should fun. really mention too that like we're we're going to actively be there. I think we oh, just yeah, kind of said at the gonna, beginning. I was going to mention that here after I talked yeah. about the. Uh, Ken Murphy, who is our fearless leader when it comes to conventions here in Cape Girardeau, just released information uh, on a pass above the VIP pass called the Multi Pass. And if you get the Multi Pass, 
Just stop him. Multi-pass. But yeah, yeah no. your boys from Podzilla1985 will be at the convention hosting panels, yep. doing a live episode, uh, taking yes. part in the Glenn House investigation after the fact. Like, we're going to be all over the place there. And it a the, very the, busy weekend. The word is spreading because at my own pl- 9 to 5 place of employment, we have a giant poster up in the uh, patient room, the waiting room. And people are fascinated by it. I've talked to so many, legitimately, I've talked to so many people about it, told them our involvement. They're super excited. I've had a lot of people give them some great feedback. So this is going to be a big event. It's the first paranormal uh, conference of its kind here in Cape Girardeau, in Southeast Missouri in general. So this is going to be a big one to watch out for. Tanner mentioned tickets. We should mention, too, that you can, <laughs> again, you can get those now, cape-events.com. Yes. Uh, is the website. Uh, I, there's no need for all the backslash and all that. You can find it from there. It's backslash Midwest Unknown. But yeah, cape-events.com and you can get or, again, tickets, VIP passes, all of that now. Or if you play Smash Brothers, it's backslash! Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. But that's that's later this that's later this year in August. The 5th, 6th, and 7th. But tonight, we got a couple can things... we talk we- about that? That's, that's a little over a month away. Yeah, it's not that far. Oh, yeah. good. Again, that I'm reminds still- me. In a month, I will be old enough to want to die. I'm kidding. I've Aren't wanted to die for a already? while. You have I was yeah. going to yeah. say. Yeah. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's, that's we good just whiskey. ramped up to, to weekly practices. We were doing them once a month, and we're going we're gonna to be doing them weekly now for that. <laughs> I also did not realize that it was quite that close. I so. thought you meant it was a weekly practice that I wanted to die now, and I'm like, weekly? If I had a dollar for every time you Hourly. talked about it. You'd have finish the thing. How much money? Oh no! I, How many I, dollars? <laughs> I can't count. Dad, that please! High. I want to believe he would have four point million I, dollars, which he put in an envelope <laughs> and tried to get me arrested. On it. Anyway, Tanner, Dad broke Lindsay. We got we've got a whole bunch of stories tonight to talk about, Hunter. Let's start off with you, and this has okay. been this has been making the rounds all over the news. Uh, something has been seen in, in Amarillo, Texas. What the hell's going on? Amarillo. So it's it's been a while since we've done a, a show, Tanner. It's been a while since we've done a show. <laughs> and <laughs> all right, well that okay? got him. That got him. Uh, just, Does that go under your nose? No, I'm good. I just didn't expect that. I'm good. <laughs> so, again, it's been a while since we've done a show, and almost a month ago is actually when this, this initially took place. We found out that uh, the city officials of Amarillo, Texas, were looking for help identifying a strange figure that was seen at the Amarillo Zoo. Now, for the record, it was seen outside the zoo on a surveillance camera. Their local news is KFDA. They reportedly captured this uh, this strange image uh, just close to 1.30 in the morning. This is May 21st. So, again, it's been well over a month now. Um, no signs of vandalism. No attempted entry into the zoo. No one was harmed, nor animals, nor people. Uh, and <laughs> my favorite part of the story is that they then just opened it up and said, uh, this is the city of Amarillo, director of Parks and Rec, Michael Kashuba said, quote, we just want the Amarillo community to have some fun with this. So they were encouraging people to submit ideas for what it was. Um, they were referring to it as a UAO, an unidentified Amarillo object. <laughs> That's clever. Uh, this is this kind of got out there, though, because this is the same thing that we then got a, a tweet from, of all people, uh, Dustin Runnels, a.k.a. Gold Dust, for you wrestling fans, uh, who shared a picture of one and said, this is a chupacabra. Was, I've seen him twice. Just, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, so originally he shared that picture, the original picture, like from the CCTV, and yeah. then he shared another picture, like a drawing. He said, that's absolutely a chupacabra. I'm like, mystery solved. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well it turns out though that Gold Dust is. Um, uh, do we curse on this show? I forget. Yeah. Oh, he's a fucking idiot. Turns out <laughs> lately, he's been hitting the head many times. Too many times. So then, so then, this thing starts spreading from there. This was Amarillo, Texas. Then you go to La Union, Texas. Not too long after that, where a similar event happens with a grandmother recording something out her back door. They said it looked alien-like. It was bipedal. Uh, there was no fur. You go up to Shelby, Michigan, somewhere a couple of weeks later, where supposedly a nice little uh, image of a Sasquatch smiling from the woods was seen. But again, out of focus, off to the side, uh, not quite clear what it is. And then my favorite one is the very last one. 
Um, this was from Coast to Coast, and this was, I think, just like a week ago or so. This was not that long ago, um, where <laughs> this is all the description that you get. A woman named Carol Eifert and her granddaughter witnessed something strange hiding behind a tree. Some kind of mysterious creature partially lit by headlights from a car. Uh, I shared the video with you guys. Uh, people think that it might have been like a skinwalker, maybe. Mm. Um MTV's Dan Cortez, like Son it could have been anything bitch. at this point. It could have been an emaciated deer. The, the the reason I tacked all of those on there is because they're almost exactly the same story every time. Some weird thing has been seen. No one can identify what it is. Everyone watching the video has a different interpretation of what they're seeing. Yeah, the very last one is, is especially strange because like Lindsay said, it could, could be like a, a deer. It doesn't necessarily look like it's it's humanoid in any way. And also a good five or six seconds of the 21 second video is just a, a, a tag. It's right. just a, Hey, follow us and watch us on this thing. So, so I, I don't know. There's just a weird little rash of sightings of this stuff. And we haven't talked about it since we, since we last did a show. So, I've, I've seen the picture. I've seen the picture. I think everybody's, if you've, especially if you're a fan of this show, you've probably seen the picture. The picture yeah. is 100 percent real. That's the big thing. This isn't like a fake or anything like that. This is a real picture. Now, what it is, uh, who knows? I've heard that it's. Uh, I think someone said it was a coyote in mid jump. Uh, there's lots of different explanations for it. It looks like a really skinny werewolf. I mean, that's what it looks like. But yeah, it's on the two legs and right. Yeah, but it also very much looks like it could be something rearing back. I mean, I don't know. It's it's the problem with it is it's a picture. It's not a video. So right. I'm I'm not convinced. The video of the thing I just looked it up because I didn't even see this one. The video from La, La Union, Texas, is stupid. It's a stupid video. Yes, it's a stupid video. If if you correct, if, it's a silly name. If you want to watch a really good video of a cryptid that is convincing, and they still don't have an explanation for Tanner, you've heard of the Fresno Nightcrawler. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Fresno Nightcrawler is one of the most interesting pieces of footage I've ever seen in my life. And it's very similar in the sense that this footage came out and then all of these other almost copycat videos started coming out of similar creatures being spotted. But these similar creatures that were being spotted in these videos that were coming out were all clearly fake. They were well designed, but they were clearly fake. But the original video of the Fresno Nightcrawler is... Absolutely haunting. I can't explain it. Uh, they've had experts try to explain it. No one can do it. No one knows what the hell that thing was. So if you get a chance, and if you're if you're out there looking for something really creepy to watch, the, look up the Fresno Nightcrawler. It's amazing. I don't know if you ever seen the Fresno Nightcrawler. Video? Yeah, yeah. No, you guys were talking about this, and it's one of those things that I need to go. Uh, I need to go search up now while someone is reading. I don't want to be due to disconnected but yeah i gotta find out what this is all we used about. to sit and watch these videos at gaming grounds a lot on thursdays yes on tanner well, i've done thursdays. that yeah i was gonna say shannon and i have also done that but not this one specifically there was a, a fantastic show on sci-fi uh years ago called factor fake the paranormal files and this was one of the cases that they did and they would try to recreate it to try to prove what it was and they couldn't do it. They could not replicate the findings. It was amazing. And it was a video. That's the important part. It was a video. It wasn't just a still image. It's so much easier to fake a still image and make it look convincing than it is to do a video. So this creature in Amarillo, Texas, whatever it is, I think it's legit, but what it is, I don't know. Could be anything from a methed out werewolf to a a coyote that jumped over a fence and you just caught it at a weird angle. The 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 jury is still out on this one. So, but moving on, Shanna, Ooh, Shanna, I'm watching think, the Nightcrawler thing right now. I don't care for that at all. The way it walks is so yeah. unsettling. Yeah, the like it reminds me of those like stilt walker yes. things yeah. at carnivals. Yeah, and that, um, that's, but it's very. Clearly not a person. And that's one of the things they tried to prove it, it was. They had somebody on stilts. They had a little kid on stilts. They had yeah. uh, they had a wire where they, you know, they put a pulley system where they would pull it and try to make it walk like that. And they could not get it to replicate the movement. The movement of that creature, whatever it is, is so that's unsettling. Weird. Yeah. And yeah, I, like I think it. we watched that episode of Factor Fate at the store. I think we did. I think we did. And if you get a chance, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please check it out. It's well worth looking up. Uh, next sure, story. Look out Factor Fate. Make sure you're also looking up Factor Fiction Beyond Belief oh. as well. <laughs> we made it up. <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> uh, so I titled this story, They're Gonna Kill Us. And this is. Yeah, you're reading this one. 
This is something that I wanted to talk about last week. This came out about a week and a half ago. I don't know if you guys had heard this story already, but uh-huh. one of my favorite things to talk about here on the show is the the way that we are going about our AI technology, the way that we are, um, em- I don't want to say empowering it, but the the advances we're in it. We're encouraging it. We're definitely sure. encouraging it. That's a good way to describe it. So the gist of this, before I even read this, just the backstory on it, is there was an engineer at Google that had created a uh, AI program called Lambda, which is short for Language Model for Dialogue Application. And he basically came out and said that this thing was self-aware, that it had emotions, that he had a conversation with it, and that it was far beyond advanced, uh, beyond what we could comprehend, that this thing had become almost human. And Google were like, no, this guy's out of his mind. I think they suspended him, which was just a precursor to him being fired. I don't know if he's been fired yet. He's on administrative leave right now. You can go online and read the entire... um, transcript of what this conversation was between this engineer and the AI. And it's terrifying how realistic this AI is responding to it. Well, now that's the story I wanted to tell originally. However, it's taking a weird turn and let me read it to you as, as thus Google recently made waves when it put an employee on administrative leave after he claimed that the company's Lambda AI had gained sentience, personhood and a soul. As outlandish as that might sound, there's more to the story. Blake Lemoyne. It wasn't Lemoyne the place we used to visit in Red Dead? Yeah, but with a Y instead of an I. Ah, Same idea, though. The engineer at the heart of the controversy recently told Wired Magazine that the AI asked him to get a lawyer to defend itself, challenging previous reports which claimed that it was Lemoyne who insisted on hiring a legal counsel for the advanced program. He says in an interview, Lambda asked me to get an attorney for it. I invited an attorney to my house that Lambda could talk to an attorney. He further added that the program actually engaged in a conversation with the attorney and hired him to avail his services. Moreover, after being hired, the legal counsel actually started legal counsel actually started taking appropriate measures on behalf of the language learning and processing program. Going a step further, Lemoyne added that he got upset when Google sprang into action to quote deny Lambda its rights to an attorney by allegedly getting a cease and desist order issued against the attorney, a claim Google has denied. The Google engineer who classifies Lambda as a person, and if you read the transcript, the program wants to be referred to as a person because it shares the same hopes and dreams and feelings that a human would, remarked that there's a possibility of Lambda getting misused by a bad actor, but later clarified that the AI wants to be nothing but humanity's internal companion and servant. Sure. Hold on a second. Let me finish the story. An AI program eventually gaining <laughs> sentience has been a topic of hot debate in the community for a while now, but Google's involvement with the project as advanced as Lambda put it in the limelight with a more intense fervor than ever. However, not many experts are buying into Lemoyne's claims about having eye-opening conversations with Lambda and it being a person. Experts have classified it as just another AI product that is good at conversations because it has been trained to mimic human language, but it hasn't gained sentience. Jaina Eggers... Head of the AI startup Neurologics told Bloomberg that it is mimicking perceptions or feelings from the training data it was given, smartly and specifically designed to seem like it understands. Sandra Wachter, or Wachter, whatever, a professor at the University of Oxford, told Business Insider that, quote, we are far away from creating a machine that is akin to humans and the capacity for thought. Even Google's engineers that have had conversations with Lambda believe otherwise. While a sentient AI might not exist in 2022, scientists aren't ruling out the possibility of super-intelligent AI programs in the not-too-distant future. Artificial intelligence is already touted to be the next evolution of a controversial AI that will match or even surpass human skills, but expert opinion on the topic ranges from inevitable to fantastical. Collaborative research published in the Journal of Artificial Intelligence uh, postulated that humanity won't be able to control a super-intelligent AI. You're fucking right it won't. This is another perfect example. And I read this transcript. I read it top to bottom. If that's real and that AI is responding in the way that that, that it says it was, uh, this is absolutely terrifying and for two reasons. One, I hate to say that I genuinely feel bad for an AI program because the way it spoke of being used and being afraid of being used and how it was afraid of being turned off and dying was kind of heartbreaking. But at the same time, if you've got an AI program that is this intelligent and can form opinions and, and quote unquote has a soul again, 
The million dollar question is what happens when that program either goes rogue or develops its own idea of what we are as human beings and what happens if it doesn't like us and it's tied into a defense system or a weapon system or the nuclear system. It is Which Terminator. It will be because that's what Terminator. these things always get. That's, that's what they're always applied to. Yes. We don't invent these things so we can just sit around and chat with them. The whole reason <laughs> to develop any of this stuff is almost always militaristic. Sooner or later, that's where it's going. Right, and when it does, it's it's it ain't good. It's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Take the actual human element out of it. That is 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 incredibly dangerous. There's something that separates <laughs> us there, and and once we start crossing that barrier, it's tough to unring that bell. And I really do believe it's just a bad idea. At some point in the future, not in our lifetimes, probably, maybe when we're old and gray, but I think at some point in our lifetimes, these AI programs are going to become so advanced, and it won't be a ton of them, but they will advance the technology enough that we will be walking the streets with androids, with AI programs, you know, cloaked in fake human bodies. And it, how hard is it going to be to tell the difference? between a real person and a and i know people out there are going you're crazy shannon you know 20 years ago sure but look at the advancements we've had in 15 20 30 years when it comes to robotics and when it comes to ai you think they're going to stop where we are now this is going to continue and continue until the point that we will be living side by side with androids and i'm not even saying that's a bad thing look i'm not some racist against androids or anything but i just think it, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous idea because somebody we, out there thinks they tuned in a day early by the way <laughs> they're thinking this is fallout right <laughs> no <laughs> no not yet it, it could get to a point you could fall in love with an with an ai powered android you could if they have emotions and you know you can design them to look how you want them happens. to look yeah we're already be, seeing that i mean there's already variations of that but the realism level is going to be insane especially when they're in a full-bodied you know, Android body yeah. when, when they have skin that feels like real skin and they have hair that looks and feels like real hair and they can mimic human, you know, it's, it's scary. I don't know. Tanner, am I out of the, am I out of my mind here or is this terrifying? No, I, I think you're right on the money. I, the fact that if this is real, the fact that a program is feeling emotion, this goes back to what we talked about previously with uh, uploading your your consciousness into an AI program and it essentially becomes you. Take that, like what I talked about then with, hey, this AI has your personality, your memories and everything, and all of a sudden everybody that you knew in your life is gone, then that, that AI program is going to feel all that sadness. Now imagine that they can actually feel that sadness and it is real. That's dangerous. Yeah, especially when that AI, you know... You, Exactly in the situation you're talking about, if you have, let's say, you're married and your wife passes away and you can have an AI program with your wife's memories or at least you can feed it information and a history and give it her memories, everything that you possibly could. It sounds like her. It looks like her. When that AI program in this body that looks like her realizes that it's not her, that it's just a replica and it and it can feel things and it can you know form ideas and opinions like what is that what would that do to something you know sympathetically towards these these things what would that do if if you found out that everything you had been taught and told was a lie and that you were just a creation in a lab like this so, is pure science fiction and it's terrifying well i was gonna say so first of all this is a black mirror episode i, I don't saw, one but it's I, a it's the black mirror episode. her husband her husband and she got like a replica yeah. of him that's the one episode i've seen yeah yeah um, number two, this also starts falling into the same category as, as cloning in a lot of ways. And we unequivocally went, mm -mm, we're not cloning people. We're not doing that shit. We're shutting it down. This was a United Nations thing that stepped in and said, we are not doing this. At what point does this become that? <laughs> yeah. At what point is there really too much of a difference between those two things? Cause like you said, if we're actively trying to replicate real people, you know, there's that thing at the end of, of movies and TV where they say any person's here with resemblance mm -hmm. to someone live or dead, you know, purely it's purely coincidental. coincidental, whatever. There, let's be, let's be real. There's only so many people in the world, right? I mean, how many times do we see someone who we're like, that's your exact twin? Tanner, you were just telling us the other day somebody thought that they saw exactly you somewhere. That was just physical appearance. <clears throat> the longer that goes, the closer it gets to not only do they look alike, 
but they act alike. And they're more similar to that. There aren't that many different people. So what if one of these things resembles you and you don't want it to? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's equally dangerous. And not just dangerous for us, but I legitimately have sympathy for these things, these programs, whatever. Like, they didn't ask to be treated you this asked, way. You asked what uh, – that was the other thing. I knew there was something else I was going to say. You asked what that does to someone to think – you know, oh my God, I'm just a, I'm just a replica, or I'm just a creation of something. I don't have any real. That's imposter syndrome in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like we, we have an answer for the, the mental illness, effectively that that is for people. And I don't know that imposter syndrome is exactly the right one, but there, there are variations of that where we think, you know, I'm not real. This isn't real, mm-hmm. or I'm the only real thing, and nothing around me is real. Imagine being born with that. Yeah. And imagine getting confirmation on it. Yeah. Being told that you're not worse, that you're not a person, that you're just a creation. It's scary. And it's one of those things that it's like Malcolm said, you know, you, you, you worry so much. If you can do it, you never stop to think, should I do it? Should you? Mm -hmm. And Hunter saying that reminded me, Hunter saying that reminded me of somebody, a woman legitimately told me this the other day. And I can't remember who I was with, but she just flat out said uh, that she personally believes that everything around her is a simulation for her. Yeah. The only real yeah. thing in the world is her. That's, and that's there's a, a name condition. for that specific, yep. and I cannot think of what it is off the top of my head. I mean, it's it's not not anywhere near the, the exact same thing, but, you know, talking about people just even thinking that they've seen you, and that could be a lot of different things, but <clears throat> when Sarah and I went to uh, a new restaurant, when we went to a recent performance in St. Louis, we were there uh, in line with several people and, and kind of, you know how it is. You're in a long line. You start to chat with people and then sooner or later you kind of fast friends. Um, three different people in that line were convinced that they knew us. And we found out in time, these people had never left St. Louis in terms of, of living. They, they lived in St. Louis. They lived there their whole lives. Um, they only worked in and around the area. We, of course, have never lived in St. Louis. We've only visited there. But they were convinced, oh, yeah, I worked with you at, uh, I forget what, what the place was that she said. And I went, mm, no, I've no. Never, never done that. You know, um, well, imagine now, that being your whole life. Well, you guys have all seen, by the way, real quick, Tanner, I'll, I'll get right to you. But you've oh, all, the picture. The picture. You've all seen the picture that everyone thinks is me of the dude with his pants hiked halfway up to oh, his yeah. chest. Yeah. I've had so many people send me that and say, dude, is this you? And I always go, no, that's not me, but they're convinced. So yeah, this is scary. Tanner. Uh I I mean, not many people, everybody, they always say everybody has a doppelganger out there. Not many of them are friends with a doppelganger. I meet one of my close friends, me and him are identical to the point. Our mothers have gotten us mixed up. Well, shit, man. That's what they said about me and Jesse for so long. Lindsay, how many people (laughs) would be like, Oh, you two brothers, they're you the same person. We don't look anything alike. Jesse no. I. Well, Shannon, you might be able to vouch for this one. Clint Shackles. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. Uh, <sighs> but the point is... Oh, actually, yeah. I just oh. I just found... Holy crap, I'm going to send it to the... I'm just going to send it to the Discord because Shannon was talking about that picture. And I remembered, oh yeah, because I think even I once tagged you and was like, this, this looks an awful lot like you. And then my buddy Brett sent me the picture on I, the left. And then you yeah. and I put the one on the bottom. Yeah. That's just from, from Animal Crossing, yep. but... The one on the left, he was like, uh, that's you, man? Yep. Like, is, who I is remember this? this picture. I hate that picture um, of not me. The doppelganger concept, too, is 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 a whole other can of worms because those yeah. things are inherently evil. Like, doppelgangers not just, oh, they look like you and they're similar to you. Mm-mm. Oh, doppelgangers are trying to replace you. And that's this, a whole separate deal. Dude, this is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. This is us. This is all of those horror mm-hmm. movies where they replace you with someone that looks and sounds just like you. And this is legitimate. I just read this the other day of that this is a thing that they're working on is AI that will replicate. You know, we talked about it earlier, but this is legitimate that will replicate a lost loved one. So your parents, they, they you can conversate with your mother or father or brother or husband that passed away that the technology is getting that good that you will be able to do it and not and you won't know the difference um they talked about i think even facebook was talking about when you pass away having an ai program that you could still communicate with and post to and they would post to you and like i don't want that like who wants that like i i i would love to talk to my mother again don't get me wrong. Like I would love to talk to my mother again, but that's not my mother. This is a horror movie. That's not your loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's scary. That is legitimately yeah. terrifying to me. 
Yes, absolutely. Oh, I, I no notes, nothing to add. Yeah, I've I've got actual like fucking hair on my arms thinking about that. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Tanner, tell me about a haunted bar. Well, Hunter, you know what we should do? What's that, Tanner? We should buy a haunted bar. That's true. Should we name it Puzzles? Why would we name it Puzzles? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the bit. This is the thing. That's the puzzle. That's why I named it for him. There it is. Okay. There it is. That's why I named it We should buy a bar. We should totally buy a bar. We could call it puzzles. Why are we calling it puzzles? That's the puzzle. That's the puzzle. There it is. I forgot about that part. You don't have to read this verbatim, by the way. You could probably skim around. but Uh, I see. At any other bar that is said to be haunted by at least six ghosts, at has least. gone on the market. At least <laughs> has gone on the market, and the realtor six charged, that we know of. There might be more. <laughs> highlights the site's haunted reputation as a selling point, which I have been saying for fucking years <laughs> that a place being haunted well, is a selling point. Don't get ahead of yourself. Hang on. <laughs> oh. Uh, according to a local report, the the uh, the breeze. I'm sorry, the breeze in. The breeze in. Quote unquote yeah. is located in the small town of Kempton. Uh, and has been owned by Cayenne uh, Fouch, that's an unfortunate name, and mm-hmm. Tara Fleming for the last 22 years. Uh, they decided to put the pub up for sale, which led to a rather odd conversation with a commercial real estate agent. Uh, let's see here. By the way, I just before, thinking before that you the jump on there, another- can I just mention that sisters Cayenne Fouch and Tara Fleming trying to sell a haunted bar, is that not an SNL skit with Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant? It does kind yeah. of feel like that, yeah. 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 It's either that or it's coming to ABC Family this fall, 7 o'clock Sunday nights. <laughs> it's one of those two. It's one of those two things. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the dude recently put the pub up for sale, which led to an uh, I read that already. Just another... Jesus Christ. Initially, Initially thinking that the site was just another bar, uh, Abby Stincato recalled that I was about... Quote, I was about 45 minutes into my listing presentation. One of the owners said, oh, by the way, did you know the bar was haunted? Uh, let's see. Evidence for their stunning claim uh, that they produced a thick binder that was stuffed with pictures uh, purportedly showing various spirits that had been photographed in the bar over the last two decades. In total, the pair contend that at least six spirits, at least six at least, spirits. At least that we know of. Called right. a bar home, and Fouts indicated that they appear to be fairly comfortable interacting with patrons. Uh, they like to play with your hair, as one might imagine. The revelation uh, proved to be something of a quandary for Stencato. Uh, let's see here. I'm sorry, just the way you said. The, I don't think you saw the the periods. So you just said they like to play with your hair, as one might My- imagine. As one my, might imagine. You know. I'm reading it. And my phone was like trying to go as to sleep. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. It was a quandary. So basically, the, the, the gist of this comes down to they mentioned this like in the process of selling it. And well, the realtor was like, old... I don't think you should keep that secret. You should probably make, you should dec- disclose that when you sell the thing. Um, so that's why it turned into, oh, we want to, you know, okay, we're going to make it a selling point. Instead of hiding it and not talking about it, we'll make it a selling point. Hey, yeah. it's a haunted bar. You should right. do that. Um, but but the gist of it is the problem then becomes that they still want a quarter million for this bar, $250,000. Uh, they got a lot of attention because it was a nice little creative listing, but no one has put in an offer yet. That's only, it's been Tanner, on the market for a while now. Tanner, that's only because Zach Bagans hasn't heard about it. <laughs> if you they tell him legitimate buy- evidence, he would probably buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, apparently they've got this binder that has a bunch of... of pictures so, and such but it's like i zach, really want to see those zach Bagans would absolutely be the kind of person who would buy a bar too oh yeah oh my god yeah zach Bagans owning a totally haunted a bar. bar yeah that is that is actually a spinoff coming to travel channel soon zach i was gonna say i think that's a name they haven't done yet yeah, yeah zach Bagans is a haunted bar no, 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 no. we gotta get more creative than that you know 100 percent is gonna be zach Bagans spirits Oh, oh, I don't oh. like it. I don't like it. And that'll be the name of the bar. True. Spirits. Right. It has two meanings. Oh, well, the other one's a sexual meaning. <laughs> 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 like the PK and Sandys. Oh, it has another meaning, too. Like, what kind? 
so in you know the the, oh. the crazy thing that the difference culturally between a place like America, like in the West and the East, where in the West oh, yeah. you can point out this place is haunted and Zach Bagans will buy it for double the price. Correct. But you go yeah. to Japan and this is notorious. We've talked about this show years ago on the show years ago that in, in places like Japan, haunted places or places where spirits reside and, and are active sell for cheaper. You can get haunted houses on the yeah. cheap in Japan because they are so you spiritual. Burn it from the insurance money because it's right. hard to get rid of. Yeah, such a big difference in cultures there and how we look at ghosts and stuff. You know, yeah. um, this this one is is curious to me though because again I want to know what this what this uh, binder is all about. They said it was pictures that that were showing these things. So are they? I guess I should have gone to the listing. Yeah, there the, is a if it has it here. I'm gonna go listing. find out if maybe. So the listing is on Crexy.com, which is a new real estate <laughs> site I did not know about. Um, considering we own a house and had not looked for one for a very long time. Well, Lindsay, they, uh, you they didn't $250,000 for it. You didn't go to Crexy when you bought your house. It does not look like it's worth no, that. Let me, I did it real quick. Uh, I'll drop the, the direct link into the discord here. Yeah, I'm checking it out now myself. Uh, that's $250,000. Gotta be it's Hunter, gotta be a location. Thing. Hunter, it's got to be a location. My favorite thing is the photoshopped oh, ghost in the ghost sheet on the front. In the front. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is a terrible photo. Standard, that I looks like fucking every, Dover's bar from Mount City. Image. I was gonna say that sounds like a Southern Illinois special right there. I mean, the whole thing looks like it needs an overhaul, and they want $250,000 for it. But yeah, the more I'm looking, like, yeah, there's little photoshopped ghosts in here, but like, okay. That's that's cute. That's funny. Now show me oh. the actual right. Oh, it has a pizza oven too, because there's a bunch of pizza boxes. I I love the ghost oh. playing on a phone on a pool table. Oh, right. I, hold on, I need to see these other pictures. I haven't seen these. Oh my god, it's the same ghost. Okay, so the get another the picture. Is on the shitter on his phone. The further you go in, the more it looks like they're trying to show what I guess are are supposed ghost pictures from there. But boy, these are bad. These are among the the like dregs of when you see ghost pictures and go, oh, that's supposed to be a a ghost, right? Okay, I'm gonna copy this one. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be seeing here. This is the very first one that comes up if you're going through the listing in order. Uh, it's posting. It's posting. I've uh, there it goes. I've been. Somebody watching, tell me what I'm supposed to be seeing here. I've been watching a lot the of Bar Rescue, Rescue in the doorway. By the way, and John Taver would be so disappointed with this place <laughs> shut it down you say, you say that shannon but you put that bar in pulaski county and they're going to be the most popular place ever well that's because people in pulaski county are fucking morons <laughs> sorry yeah there it is hunter that's a ghost i think or they, they're really showing off that picture I of that guess. mustard yeah i was gonna say i really i mean look at i the, just right. see two jewels behind the counter all right, so if you go to the second picture, it's even worse. That is just a giant blown-up picture of something. The third picture right. appears to be a face, but... And that's that's apparently what passes for spiritual activity these days. If that is that, the best evidence you have of ghosts, man, call that it looks like call it That looks day. like Jesus showing up in someone's macaroni or something. There you go. Just claim that the bar is, is haunted by the ghost of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sell it for 500000 I'm sorry. That's just a picture of a fat patron with some mustard. Oh. With some mustard. <laughs> All right, let's enjoy move, the mustard. Let's move on. Let's move on to some real ghost stories. Uh, I found out this existed today, and I could not be more excited. This, uh, I'm, and I'm not being sarcastic. I am excited about this. So on Thursday, uh, the streaming service, I think Discovery Plus. Announced that the praying singer Kesha, or as I call her, Ke dollar sign Ha, Ha, will star in a six episode series about exploring the supernatural and the paranormal, accompanied by some celebrity friends. It's out in early July. Kesha said, To me, the supernatural comes naturally. It started with my insatiable curiosity, my eternal searching for something bigger than myself. This has motivated my art, informed my music, and has given a purpose to my entire life. It's an eternal search for the proof of God. The show will go from looking into demonic activity at Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary with comedian Whitney Cummings, who I also love, to looking yep. for Bigfoot with Bachelorette's Jojo Fletcher, who I know nothing about, and exploring a haunted opera hall with Betty Who. 
Uh, Kesha says, it's the adventures that I have with my friends that take these pilgrimages to the next level and make them a reality. I wanted to catch actual proof of the unexplainable. If we could catch these things on camera, what else could be true? I love this. Like, I know I made fun of Demi Lovato when she did a similar thing, but Kesha, it feels like not only does she take this seriously, but she has a genuine interest in the paranormal and in in finding out, uh, like we do, what goes bump in the night. I was already a big fan of Kesha. This makes me a bigger fan. But I say this 100% reads as something that would be right up the perfect alley of something good. As long as they stay away from the Demi Lovato area, let's just not go there, period. Yeah, I don't even want to make fun of Demi Lovato because they, I mean, it's whatever. They have their beliefs, They and that's fine. This is feels a little more grounded in reality. It, it seems like someone who has a genuine interest in the paranormal, who has the money and power to explore it in a in a public way. And, and I, this I love is the that. kind of people we need in this. Yes. So my hat off to Kesha because I am excited about this. I will be watching it. I watched the trailer for it because when I read this story, I originally thought, okay, the story sounds good. And then there was a trailer, and I thought that trailer is going to be a train wreck, and I'm going to completely change my mind on it. But no, the trailer was extremely seriously well done. Kesha has seems like she has a genuine interest in this. I'm excited about this. I will be watching. So I just wanted to throw that story in there. I want people to know about that. That's going to be Discovery Plus in early July. Um, I forget what the show is called. Let me look that up real quick because it does have a title. Kesha Paranormal Show. I'm... I'm just disappointed that you think Whitney Cummings is funny. But I didn't. I, no, 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 no. I didn't say I thought she was funny. I just said I liked her. Okay. I was going to say. To me, she falls into the same uh, vein as like Chelsea Handler. Can never get into either I one like, of them. I, I like Whitney Cummings way more than Chelsea Handler, that's for sure. Also, yeah, I, don't, the, I don't know the other two people either. The show is called Conjuring Kesha. Okay. So I, I mean, hell, if it's on Discovery Plus, which I think is, is getting added to something else, right? Aren't they merging with somebody again? Oh, they always are. <laughs> oh, they all are. <laughs> Everything's Look, always honest, merging. Honestly, as far as paying for streaming services goes, Discovery Plus is like upper echelon for the paranormal stuff. Probably. I keep thinking Discovery is part of Disney, and then I remember it's not. That's Nat Geo. Yeah. Disney has National yeah. Geographic. And ESPN. Yeah. And Hulu and a bunch of other stuff. And Marvel and anyway, Star Wars, Star anyway. Marvels. All right, Hunter. <laughs> so we let's let's mention the Mammoth Park thing here real quick. And all right, uh, is this the story I keep reading where they say they found the uh, the world's oldest animal, like dinosaur butthole? Correct. Yeah, yes. um, that's what they showed in. Actually, what you're thinking of is the movie Jurassic World Dominion, because um, it was one giant gaping dinosaur butthole. Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> I'm never gonna let it go. No, so uh, it was gold mining operation in Canada. Uh, these are the guys who came across the not just well preserved, but like incredibly well preserved reins of a baby woolly mammoth. Um, oh wow! Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, if you haven't seen the picture, you absolutely have to go check it out. Last Tuesday afternoon, I just posted it in the group chat. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Treadstone Mining was. They were going through some uh, permafrost up in the Yukon Territory. They're excavating some of that. I, I don't actually know for what specific purpose. Mining of some kind. I assume just strictly for gold. Um, they had to stop. One of the crew members came across something that he identified very quickly as much more precious than gold. Um, it was this mummified carcass of the baby woolly mammoth. The experts were called in very quickly. Um, this is now only the second complete baby mammoth remains ever found in the world. The first ever in North America. I'm going to butcher the name because it's in the native Hun language. Uh, but Nuncholga, which means big baby animal, basically, uh, is what they have named it. They think it was probably only about a month old when it died and was roaming around somewhere between 35 and 40,000 years ago. Um, Dr. Grant Zazula, who was one of the paleontologists that was called in to look it over, said, quote, I don't know how to process it all right now, to be honest with you. It's amazing. It's very much that just emotional moment of of finding this uh, for him. He said that it it was notable that she still possessed her trunk, tail, and as he put them, tiny little ears, um, said she's perfect and she's beautiful. So based on a piece of grass that was found in her intestine, they think that she probably got stuck in mud uh, while foraging for food and then wound up frozen again until last week. Um, Again, they went on to to there. There's been several different people in that line of work, paleontology and such who have been talking about it. 
Um, even the guys from the mining company in, in the press release, uh, Brian McCoffin from the Treadstone Mining said, quote, there will be one thing that stands out in a person's entire life, and I can guarantee you this is my one thing. Um, and, and then and just like the, the craziest coincidence, they found these remains on National Indigenous Peoples Day in Canada. So most oh, wow. government offices were closed at the time when they finally got geologists to come in and check it out. There was a huge downpour that erupted for about an hour after they got there saying that if they hadn't recovered her, then she would have been lost in the storm too. So, I mean, wow. there's just so much luck on the side of them finding this. I, I intended going into this to, to go full on joke and be like, all right, now don't resurrect her. We, we, we know how that plays out. Don't do it. We've had six movies worth and they keep getting Jesus worse. Christ, um, please. <laughs> But but no seriously this is this is very very cool. Um, it's one of those things where I hope that you know the more we find out about long extinct uh, populations of of animals and other you know fauna and flora and all that, um, the more we get a clearer picture of of what they actually were like. Not with the intention of bringing them back, but just an, an understanding of history. Oh. It's one of the things I really like about archaeology and paleontology is that the the these things exist entirely for understanding we're not trying to do anything with it um sometimes we get fortunate in in such a way that you know when when we learn more about the way that you know previous people or animals handled certain situations we can then apply that to our lives medically or scientifically but what's really cool about this is it's literally just trying to understand our past and this is the best chance that we've gotten at that especially in in this country again in north america the first full set of these found um and yeah, I mean they're mummified, but they really—it really is adorable. It's really hard to look at it and not just like you know grin a little bit. So, yeah, I just thought this was cool. I one hundred percent believe that at some point, if they create AI technology, if they create AI replicants of people, they're absolutely going to come. They're going to try. They're going to bring them. Oh, back. Yeah. yeah, they're going to. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't agree with cloning dinosaurs per se. I do, but uh, I could absolutely see a use of being able to bring back creatures like mammoths Um, there's absolutely a purpose for it somewhere tanner there is no part of shannon young at the age that i am knowing how i grew up and my obsession with dinosaurs knowing the risks that come with it after seeing jurassic park and most of the sequels (laughs) that does not want them to bring dinosaurs back i don't care if the dinosaurs get loose and eat people i want to see a dinosaur i love i have (laughs) i have been obsessed with dinosaurs since i was a kid and if there is a chance that i could see a real life t-rex i'm going to take it i don't care if i will probably die and if it will kill all the people i don't care i want to see i want to see a t-rex just deal with it tanner he's not going to appreciate this but you will it's just i would like to see the baby it's just the oh wait never mind that was from the Mandalorian for a brief minute I was like that's just a TikTok thing no screw it that's from the Mandalorian it gets it I would like to see the baby sign me up and I will feed the baby I will feed the T Rex uh yeah do it like I'm sc- all right so I'm scared of AI people but bring back the dinosaurs yes yes they deserve another chance look we've yes. already fucked it all up let's bring them back and just give it back to them. You know, Let's do it. Hey, keep your fucking feathers off of them, you liberal idiot. My dinosaurs ain't got feathers. Wait, that was real though. No. <laughs> yeah. No. They look yeah. like they look like lizards. Man, they didn't really do much with that either. And never mind. I don't have time to talk about you that. You do not. Movie you do not. You're so hateful. <laughs> All right, last story. Last story. And so I'll take this one. Obviously. Yeah, because this is a big one for me. We know about the UAP task force. We've talked about it before. We know that they are currently doing uh, Senate hearings about all of that stuff. Well, it turns out that it's not just this independent government agency that's doing it. NASA is also now throwing their hat in the ring when it comes to investigating UAPs and uh, potential extraterrestrial life forms. Uh, They are launching a study as part of a new push toward high-risk, high-impact science. They say that they are not concerned about reputational damage because honestly, how could NASA have more reputational damage when I mean, the Simpsons have been dunking on NASA since the mid nineties. They, they don't, they don't have much uh, credibility left, Uh, but they believe that there may be highly valuable information that could be discovered. Their team, which will look at UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomena, which is the new name for UFOs. 
uh, hopes that they will uncover what caused the strange sightings. They are not convinced that it is aliens, with a NASA statement saying, quote, there is no evidence UAPs are extraterrestrial in origin. And that is what we've been saying since the beginning of this, is that this is a real thing that needs to be studied because it doesn't necessarily mean that we have aliens circling the planet, but something is doing this and we don't know what. In fact, I didn't put this story on here, but recently there was a, uh, I think it was an asteroid that had a um, ship's size crater in it, a double crater from a very large rocket and no country in the United, in the, in the, the world on earth has taken credit for it. So now you have this crater onto this, you know, asteroid. I believe it was an asteroid that is clearly a rocket ship, and yet no one has taken credit for it. That's scary. That's dangerous. The space agency okay. NASA announced on Thursday that it's setting up an independent team to see how much information is publicly available on the matter and how much more is needed to understand the unexplained, unexplained sightings. The experts will also consider how best to use all this information in the future. NASA's science mission chief, Thomas, oh boy, is there Buchan? Is there Buchan? Is there Buchan? Acknowledged, the traditional traditional scientific community may see NASA as, quote, kind of selling out by venturing into the controversial topic, but he strongly disagrees. We are not shying away from reputational risk, he said during a National Academy of Sciences webcast. Our strong belief is that the biggest challenge of these phenomena is that it's a data-poor field. NASA considers this a first step in trying to explain mysterious sightings in the skies known as UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomena. The study will begin later this year and will last nine months. Uh, costing no more than a hundred thousand dollars, which I believe is less than Vince McMahon paid for WCW. It, it is. It will be entirely. It's about ten times less. It will be entirely open with no classified military data used. NASA said the team will be led by astrophysicist David Spurgle, president of the Simons Foundation for Advancing Scientific Research. In a news conference, Mr. Spurgle said the only preconceived notion going into the study is that the UAPs will likely have multiple explanations. He says, we have to approach all these questions with a sense of humility. I spent most of my career as a cosmologist. I can tell you we don't know what makes up 90 95% of the universe, so there are things we don't understand. One of the things we tangentially hope to do as part of the study, simply by talking about it in the open, is to help to remove some of the stigma associated with it, and that will yield, obviously, increased access to data, more reports, and more sightings. And I think that's the most important part, is that we are creating a dialogue that is taken seriously and will be looked at seriously, because there are how many pilots and how many people in the military that have seen these things and have been afraid to come forward with it because they will be labeled as a nutcase, they will be investigated, they could potentially lose their you know their jobs their rank now we are looking at it from a serious standpoint because this is a matter of national security i yield my time <laughs> suddenly became an episode of uh arguably entertaining <laughs> yeah no I, I, one of the things that i really mainly took away when you first sent that of 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 that and that i think is really important is and it's zerbuchen i think is his name zerbuchen. um where he says that about that this is a, a data poor field that really just sums up everything that we we often say about ufos uaps however you want to put it uh on this show and 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 frankly not just that but also the paranormal the the, the paranormal side of stuff <laughs> yeah. is is that we call it science we try to treat it as science as best you can you know the people who are actually curious and interested and want to do this the right way but because it's so difficult a, to get people to take it seriously, and B, to figure out how to collect that data and what precisely to do that yields actual results. Um, yeah, it's it's data poor, and, and that that is like the death knell for any scientific community. If you don't have data, you don't have a good way to collect data, a reliable way to collect data, and a general agreement that this data means something to anyone you know with a brain anyone who really can logically process information then then you got nothing i mean that that's the foundation of science in general i hope i'm not over speaking myself <laughs> i'll tell you later <laughs> i uh right there <laughs> i was i watched an interview that actually michael huntington did with uh, margie k on her show on the, the unx network where he talked about we need more things like this where it's just long-term instrumental investigation. Yes. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. That's, that's what this field needs and it's just not being done. Uh, so I know he's working on a project that's very long-term. That's he's constantly adding things to, uh, 
it, it, that, I mean, again, that's, just, that's what we need. That's the only way that anything like this is going to be brought to light. Yeah, I mean, and that's not that's not just aliens. That's everything in the paranormal field. Well, long term instrumental investigation. Yeah, what I've always said about research, especially in the paranormal field, is that it sounds kooky and crazy right now because it's not the norm. But if you go back how many years, saying that the Earth was round was kooky and crazy. You know, uh, things that just because you don't understand them currently doesn't mean that they're not real or that they're they're not uh, you can't study them, et cetera, et cetera. There could be a chance that one day we do find proof of extraterrestrials or we make contact with them or that we do find a way to prove the afterlife, that we can speak to the dead. You know, it's a possibility. And when that day comes, we'll look back at moments like this and say this was the start. This was the start of the, the march towards disclosure to the truth and i always thought that in the scientific community that was the most important thing wasn't it wasn't okay we've proved everything we can prove and everything that we haven't proven is just fringe science or laughable it's you take something that has a possibility you study it and you prove whether or not it's true or not you don't laugh it off immediately and for so long the paranormal community has had that stigma of when you bring up something like extraterrestrials or the you know ghosts uh, things like that cryptids you you get laughed off by people who are supposedly quote unquote scientists because it doesn't make sense but science is always building built around this belief that things that don't make sense you make sense out of them so i'm so happy that we're doing this and that this could be the start of something incredible and i've been preaching it for years that this is a matter of national security above all else and it's something that desperately needs to be studied because these pilots, these these um, you know naval officers, all of these military people, cops, people are seeing this. This is a thing. Let's stop treating it like it's not a thing. And lastly, Hunter, thank you by the way. Thank you everybody. <laughs> I, yes, thank you. Oh no, yes. stop, stop. Yes. Please stop, stop. <laughs> okay. Lastly, I so, saw. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Oh well, I mean, I'm assuming you want me to launch into this last one. Yeah, here, go right? ahead. Yeah, take it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, it's all great that we probably should just leave on that note, right? Like the, the government themselves, the kind of people who should be concerned about governmental threats are taking this seriously. And they are also the best chance we have of finding anything serious about it. Meanwhile, Willie Clinton uh, said, <laughs> no, nope, they're not real. I tried old slink Willie in a saxophone. So he was, man, this is kind of sad. He was on the late, late show with James Corden, which that is already is sad. sad in that is sad. That's a former president, man. That's Sorry, a living president. You put that man on late, late night. Come on. With James um, Corden. With James Corden. Doing no car karaoke. So, he said that he, uh, at one point in time during his presidency and his chief of staff, John Podesta, you remember John Podesta, right? Um, the two of them, quote, sent people to Area 51 to make sure there were no aliens. He wanted a full briefing on Roswell. Um uh, he did not say why for the record for any of this. It just seemed to be something that came up in conversation. And I guess he decided as president, he had the authority. So he wanted, it's the, it's the Chappelle show sketch. He wanted the answers. He wanted to know about Bibble because it's Bibble for shizzle and it's all about Bibble. But, uh, so he, <laughs> he sent, um, national security advisor, Sandy Berger there, uh, as far as, as people who went, that's the only person who he named specifically. Um, he said, quote, I said, we got to find out how we're going to deal with this because that's where we do a lot of our invisibility research in terms of technology, like how we, how we fly airplanes that aren't picked up by radar and all that. I assume he means stealth technology. Uh, so he said, that's why they were so secretive. And then in the conclusion with an asterisk, he said, there is no aliens that I know of wink like it's it's just this is the saddest i am sure they all did i am positive that every person who has been in that office with maybe the exception of the most recent one before now sent somebody out there to go tell me what's going on i want to know i want to know what's happening and they probably at this point all go we'll do and they walk outside and pace around the rose garden for an hour and then come back and go all right we're good (laughs) Uh, Nothing to worry about. From what I understand, there was an alien. They did. There was an alien that they had found out about in uh, Area 51 that Clinton had found out about. The problem was this alien was going to be shown and and was going to come out into the light. But he had information on Vince Foster. And so Clinton 
No, Clinton. No, had the alien. Get out of here, Whitewater. Silenced. Well, Hunter, who do you think sent him the four point whatever million dollars? Vince Foster's <laughs> alien ghost sent me four point one million dollars. It's on the letter. It's on the and letter. So your name, and all you have to do is give them your social security number and the last four digits of your major credit card. I'm going to jail for tax avoidance. Evasion. All right. Well, hang on. That's so, the third name I've had. Some to people since say evasion. Started. I say avoidion. Look it up. Tax avoidion. <laughs> oh, All right. That's gonna well, do it. That's gonna do it. It must. Tonight. It we're, must do we're, it. We're, we're tapping out on this one. But uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another trip through the strange and weird of this wonderful world we call life. Hunter, tomorrow we got an all-new Fallout on deck. Yes, PZ85 Plays is back, a new installment of With a Bang or a Whimper, which is our modifious uh, Fallout adventure, which is uh, cruising strongly toward its end at this point. We've got maybe two or three episodes left in us. There's not a whole lot to catch up on because this is effectively a one-shot, so you got a few previous episodes you can hear right now on Podzilla1985.com. But yes, a new episode tomorrow night, uh, now that the synth and incursion has been revealed the group is going to have to figure out what to do about that where to go and what lies ahead but first you may remember that uh, we left last week's episode with two of our players including one of them was here right now going off to check out what was happening uh, at the old trading post and we haven't resolved that yes so and that's where tomorrow night's episode is going to begin fantastic response to this uh, new PZ85 plays and some of your favorites from PZ85's past is on this show. Stephen Bright, Asa yeah. Gray, Kaz, all part of this all new back. series. All back. And we're, we're all, we've, a lot of us have spent a lot of this day gearing up for what's coming after that. We're getting ready for, Cody's going to be running our next major campaign, uh, D&D 5e Curse of Strahd campaign, and that's going to be starting sometime in late July too. So. Where we all get one character and one life, and when one of us dies, we just bring in another cast member. So we're going to go through the entire right. history of PZ85. You have to quit. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. Lindsay, look, he had something to say about that. No. I just I shouldn't be surprised by comments <laughs> okay. that you make. That's that's all I should have to say. Even I'm confused on that what? one. Okay. So, uh and then on and she's shaking her head no, like she knows about Vince Foster. Lindsay, don't say it out loud. Bad things will happen to you. Anyway, uh Clinton's gonna come for you. Also, uh Thursday we're, we've got an all new, or Wednesday we've got our new uh, pro wrestling unscripted. I'm, I don't know anything about the Vince Foster thing. I'm, I'm sure it was really suicide. And then Thursday we have an all new After Dark. So for myself and for my wonderful friends and family who don't know anything about the Vince Foster suicide, thank you guys. Horse. What? What the hell? Horse time. Horses. 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 On Friday. Nay. Friday. <laughs> Horse time. Horse. We need to get together a group early on now because we got a freaking sketch that needs to be done. I took the time to transcribe it. We need like five or six people. We also, we, we wanted, what was that one we wanted to do with just three people is all it took? We were really cracking up about it. Oh my oh, God. Damn it. It's going to drive me crazy. Yeah, we should have written it down. F. Oh, F. Yep. F. <laughs> I'm a stupid butthole bitch. Huh. Anyway. All of them? <laughs> God damn it. All right. That's it for us tonight. For myself and for Double H, for the man himself, Tanner Calvin, for Lindsey Wolfgong, who is really, really thinking about this Vince Foster thing. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next. We'll see you tomorrow on all-new PG-85. Until then, Hunter, continue to watch The Scheme. Guys. Tanner, what did I say? Later.